Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Spark Podcast. Right now, you're about to listen to a man named Michael Ko, aka Kofuzi, better known as. Uh, I actually met this guy at a Believe in the Run event, but I've been watching him for years on YouTube, and he's actually blown up on the scene with his YouTube channel. This guy is so amazing, and please just, just turn up your volume. Welcome to the Spark Podcast. I'm Joe. Yo, and I'm Edwin. And also on the pod, we have MP Goods. Say what's up, MP. What up? <laughs> Today we have someone that we consider as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Goat. He's a vlogger, a YouTube sensation, shoe reviewer, a non-elite runner, uh, but we'll get into more of that a little later. Um, let's all welcome to the pod, Kafuzi. I appreciate the love. Thank you. How was your day today? Did you run or nah? Yeah, I went for a little run. I just started tapering. Um, so like just taking it easy today and then uh, had some family stuff. So we, we've been in the car all day. Oh, uh, just got back home a little while ago. So, um, you know, just balancing the running and the family stuff as usual, you know. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I, I know that you were testing out the uh, the Metaspeeds guys. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. but Sure. Let, let's start from the top. So for those that who don't know you, um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a non-elite runner, basically. I'm just a dude that runs a lot, you know. And, um, you know, I like to tell my wife that these days I'm a stay-at-home dad first and I do all this other stuff in my free time. But she will very happily point out that I spend way too much time doing the other stuff. <laughs> to really, And she does way too much other work at home to for me to really call myself a stay-at-home dad at this point. Yeah. Um, but that other stuff is, you know, I like running a lot. I love everything kind of like that goes along with running. And I bring my camera along for every part of that running journey. And so, you know, like my goal or my viewpoint is to just be that guy in your running group that happens to have tried that thing that you were just looking at on the internet the other day. And you're like, oh, do you like it? And so, like, I just try to talk to people about, like, if we were on a long run or a group run on a Saturday, like, what would that conversation be like? And I try to just talk to people that way. So whether it's, did I like going traveling somewhere for a race or did I like a new running shoe or do I like these earbuds or whatever? That's kind of uh, what I do. So I make a lot of videos these days. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So everybody has their start of running. So mm-hmm. what is your story? Give us like the two two minute synopsis. Yeah. So I kind of grew up running basically because it was the only sport that didn't have cuts at my school. So like I could um, run and, you know, I just was able to join the team. And as long as I just kept showing up after school, they gave me a jersey and they let me compete. <laughs> um, and so I did that all through high school and a little bit into college. And then after that, I took a, a really long break from running until about like 2010. Um, so that was about like almost 10 years of a break. And mm-hmm. at that point, I was turning 30. My dad had just turned 60 and he was like, let's run a marathon. And I was like, okay. Um, so that was my first marathon back then. I was literally couch to marathon. I, you know, I trained like for an entire summer. Yeah. But still, that's just not really enough time to go from couch to marathon. At least it wasn't for me. Yeah. And so uh, the experience wasn't great. My dad kept running more marathons and I didn't. So I took another <laughs> long break from running for about another six years or so. And then, then it kind of like finally, I guess, took and stayed in, in its like latest form. And that's what I got now. 
were you hurting during that first marathon? Because we haven't ran a marathon, but we're going to run the Richmond Marathon in a couple oh, days cool. in November, right, Ed? Yeah, November. Um, so okay. do you have any tips for us? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think that as far you got some time now. I mean, you guys have been running, so it's not like you're going couch to marathon. Yeah, I would say slow down your long runs a little bit. You know, people love to get excited and and, sh- and like post those big numbers up on Strava, but like that's not going to help you come November. You know, so yeah, keep those long runs easy unless you unless it's a workout long run, and sometimes people have that. And then um, go out a lot slower than you think you need to when you're actually racing. Those are the, the two things. Just sl- basically slow down. <laughs> so what was your first marathon? I, I listened to another pod and you mentioned that mm-hmm. it was like uh, in Baltimore or something. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad had picked the Baltimore marathon mm. for some reason. I mean, we didn't live in Baltimore at the time. So I don't know why, how he picked it, but he picked that one. And um it was it was pretty miserable. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't look at the elevation profile beforehand. I didn't know to do that beforehand, you know. And um, apparently, Bar- Baltimore's really hilly. Well, you guys know we, we yeah. met up last year about yeah. a year ago this time. So yeah. so like it I I got there and I, like the night before I was like oh there's hills, and I live in <laughs> Chicago where it's all flat. So it was just like all right, uh, and I you know I had been you know increasing it, it, volume more than I should have. And I was coming in all banged up already. And so it was just, it was a pretty bad race, you know? Yeah. It was bad enough that I didn't want to, I was like, I'm done. Thankfully, I've finished it. So I don't have to do that ever again. That was kind of like what I thought for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in Baltimore, the roads weren't like, they were like a lot of cobblestone and like mm-hmm. you had to really watch where you're stepping. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, we mentioned you as, you do a lot of YouTube videos and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, man, like, you're just like a walking, I feel like you're a walking encyclopedia. You'd fit right into like <laughs> our run crew because we, we okay. love talking gadgets, shoes, especially like we call them like what stoplight yeah. confessions or something. So we'll, <laughs> okay, okay, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll stop at the stoplight and be like, yo, how's it going? And like we'll, we'll talk about shoes or like um, just other things because we're usually out of breath. So we can't really talk too much while we're running. But yeah. but no, man, that, like I actually just stumbled, like when I first discovered you, I was actually doing research on a, a camera, an Insta360 One X. You know, I was like, "Oh man, who's this dude?" Um, but yeah, your content was awesome. Um, you gave a great review and just a, you know, your overall opinion on the thing, man. And it, it really helped me um, in, in just looking for a camera. And um, definitely great content out there. Um, you gave like the pros and cons, and you just just honest about it. So like, yeah. we love how you present your. Um, just your videos or mm-hmm. your YouTube reviews and all that. Um, so, you know, after looking at that, I was like, man, this guy's a runner too. Cause like in that video, mm-hmm. you're like running with the thing. So I was like, this is kind of mm-hmm. what I want to do with it. Yeah. So um, right. you're running with it. I looked at your other videos. You like doing shoe reviews. You're Asian. I was like, man, this dude, this kind of guy who I want to be. No, yeah. But no, yeah. um, but no, how did, how did you get your start in, in reviewing products or shoes? Yeah. You know, it, uh, it started really because I was making videos already. So like I had been kind of watching a lot of YouTube videos and then I was like, I like this stuff um, and I like being creative. And so I was like, I want to start making videos. And I was like, I'll start making vlogs about my life. You know, when you're trying to make a vlog every day, I thought that would be a fun challenge, you know, kind of like, you know, people do like journaling challenges, writing challenges. People do vlog challenges like Vlogmas or something like that. Yeah. It's, a fun thing to do to give yourself those deadlines. 
And when I was vlogging every day, it was like, I need something to talk about tomorrow. Mm. And you're just like, um, <laughs> oh, let's talk about this microphone, you know? So like a microphone review coming up tomorrow, guys, you know? So that's kind of how it happens. And yeah. I was like, I have, I have like no budget. Um, I mean, I guess I could have spent money on stuff, but I was just like, let's talk about what I know, you know, like what's in front of me, you know? And so like, I spent a lot of time looking at, like at the time, remember, that was like when, true wireless earbuds first came out, you know, yeah. before they all had the, the thing in the back. And then it was yeah. like, whoa, no cable. And so like, there was a bunch of them on the Amazon and you're like, you didn't know like what was good and what wasn't. And it's like, why is one $20 and why is one 50 and why is one a hundred? And so I would end up buying them. And then like, whatever I ended up buying after spending a lot of time trying to research it, I was like, I'm going to make a video. So other people can find that same thing too. Cause if I'm spending a lot of time looking at it, someone else is probably trying to find that like same, like, weird combination of letters and numbers and names that you never heard of before. And is it worth my 40 bucks? You know, so that's kind of how I started doing it. It was just like, what's in front of me. I need to make a video about something. Let's talk about what I got. And also, you know, I watched a lot of like phone review videos, computer review videos, and also running videos too. And I was like, all right, let's do like what I see in that other space in the tech space. Let's put it more into running. And I wasn't the only one doing or the first one doing it, but I was like, you know, I'd be like, all right, I want to sit down. I want to binge on some running content. That was a good 20 minutes. Now what? You know, so I was like, there needed just to be more. Like I was like, I want to spend like an hour, two hours looking at running content. But I couldn't because like, you know, back in like 2016, 2017, there was stuff, but not as nearly as much as there is now. So that's kind of like how all that kind of started coming together. Yeah, I do remember when I was searching for a new pair of shoes, I was like scrolling through my my search feed and mm-hmm. I see like I just run into this video. And he was like, uh, this is how the Pegasus looks in like 100 miles or something. I was like, oh, mm. what's, what's this? And yeah. that's kind of how I got intrigued. I was like, oh, man, dude, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that's the reason why I, I like when you got when you do those those hundred, like 100 mile mm. shoe mm-hmm. reviews, because now since I had the means to buy a bunch of shoes, I hardly ever get my shoes to like 100 miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and even that concept was like, one, I borrowed that from another kind of like YouTube space. So like there was a lot of like phone videos, like, you know, iPhone 6 after the height or like, you know, like the whatever MacBook Air after nine months, you know, like there's a lot of videos that are like that, like, you know, that were in the tech space, but I didn't see anything like that in the running space. And like I was running in the shoes because I couldn't keep buying shoes all the time. Very so true. like, what do I got in front of me? I got a shoe that's got a lot of mileage on it. I don't really see a lot of that. So let's make a video about that. So I feel like, you know, I, there were definitely people doing long-term reviews of shoes. But like, I felt like when I put like the 100 mile number on it, you know, I see that a lot of other people doing that now too. I'm not saying that they all got that from me because mm-hmm. it's a very nice round number. So yeah. like they easily could have independently thought of doing a longer term review that way. But I like to think of like, that's like my one stamp on, on in the space is that like people are interested in like, what does it look like when you really use something? So even though now I get a lot of shoes sent to me, I don't have to you know worry about buying them. So, I mean, I still buy quite a few shoes, but I have enough that I could run in pretty much very new shoes every single day if I wanted to. But I still try to like limit what comes in because I want to still do a good number of 100 mile reviews over the course of the year. Yeah, man. And and you're constantly, you know, putting out content, good content. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it, I mean, it's got to get, does it ever get tiring doing it? 
like you're doing saying you're doing like a vlog every day i mean mm -hmm. i'm sure it's mentally tiring and just being i'm sure it takes some time as well yeah i mean the videos like seem to take longer and longer to edit so i'm like oh, i thought i was supposed to get faster at this as i get kept doing it but i don't know why but the videos are taking longer to edit and so one of the things that I've done is I've, I've scaled back on my kind of like my production schedule. So like I used to shoot for six to seven a week. Then I was like, let's shoot for five to six a week. And these days I'm shooting for like every other day um, is kind of like a little bit more manageable of a schedule. And I feel like that also gives me a breath so I could do a little bit more planning mm. in terms of exactly what do I need to kind of like emphasize or prioritize in terms of me putting in the miles to be able to do the reviews that I want to do. I, I noticed that your, um, your YouTube channel has brought a lot of subscribers to, uh, and you pretty much built your, built your fan base pretty well. And I guess mm -hmm. brands are starting to come to you to promote their product and stuff like that. Uh, and so I ran into this brand because you were promoting it and it's called Path Projects. And mm -hmm. we actually, we're actually, hold on, let me, let me turn on my, turn, turn my hat over. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying oh, to yeah, look yeah, like yeah. a Fuzzy today, man. Oh yeah, there right. we go. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the support, guys. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Of course. But um, like, how, how did you, I guess, gain momentum into, did they reach out to you or? Yeah, you know, um, I think I had, I'm pretty sure that they reached out to me initially a while back and uh, they sent me a bunch of clothes. I don't, I don't, cause I don't re usually reach out to brands. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do I, cause I'm like, I'm here, you know, people want to get in touch with me, you know, you hit the about page, you know, the email address is there for corporate, in you know, business inquiries. So like, I'm not a mystery. You know, so like you could, if people want to find me, they can. My DMs are open on Instagram and Twitter. So it's like, if you even try for five minutes, you can find it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's, I'm, I'm not going to go chase. I'm going to see who wants to come here. And it wasn't like an ego thing, but it's just like, I was trying to make seven videos a week. I didn't have time yeah. <laughs> to be emailing people. Yeah. Um. So pretty early on, they, they contacted me and sent me some stuff. And uh, they were at a point where I was just like, I was run commuting. I was like living in the clothes, running in the clothes or whatever clothes I was wearing. I needed to be to do more than just a run. Mm -hmm. um, and like their clothes fit, they work and they had pockets. And I was like, goodness, these pockets are great. <laughs> yeah. And like no one was making pockets. And I was like, everybody make pockets like these guys. And mm -hmm. like still it took other brands a couple of years to catch up on the pockets. I was big on Path Projects from like the moment that I saw the stuff, you know, because I was just like, this is great. I, the the liner list thing still sometimes every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I wish they would make something with a liner. And I have talked to Flores about making a half tight, but like mm. the stuff really works uh, in a variety of kind of ways, not just running too. So it's like, it's really good stuff. So I kept wearing it. They kept sending me more stuff every time they had new stuff that came out. Some of the stuff I didn't always love, but the stuff that I did, I was like, guys, this, I was like, it's like that thing. I'm like, guys, you got to check out this shirt, you know, come and look. Yeah. Um, or like, check out, there's a, a hole in this sleeve. You can see your watch, you know? So like, it was just be like that. And, and so like the, the relationship kind of grew from there where they were excited because they were like, finally, someone sees the same thing that we've been trying to put down on paper and in our product. And um, so they just kept sending me stuff and I kept talking about it. Cause I kept liking it and this is kind of how it works. You know, like, I mean, I wasn't the only one talking about path projects. Lots of people are, mm -hmm. 
But um, in terms of like building relationships like that, it's like, you know, someone comes with a product that works. I try to make a good video that reflects that. And then like good work on both ends leads to more good work on both ends, you know? And so it's been a very positive kind of uh, relationship that way. And then at some point they were just like, hey, we want to make a a t-shirt with you. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that, making of that that Mm t-shirt, it says Mm non-elite. What is, because I consider myself elite, non-elite because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just a daily runner. uh, Mm -hmm. And so that's what it means to me. Like, I'm not trying to go out there and win marathons when it'd be nice, but, that's not my ultimate goal. So what does non-elite mean to you? Yeah. So non-elite means to me, I mean, it's, it was to very intentionally separate myself from a lot of the energy that is still in track and field and in in road running now that is like, Oh, I'm elite. I might not be like pro, but I'm like sub elite. You know, there's a lot of people that are out there like that (laughs) and they're only putting their big numbers on Strava. They're only putting their big workouts on, on Instagram or whatever. People are just trying to like portray this. Like I'm like, three workouts away from like making a pro team kind of thing. And I'm like, no, that's not me. You know, I'm never going to be that. Like to get where I am, I had to work harder than like the average person to even get this. Mm -hmm. Like when people are like, you're not that fast. I'm like, I know, I know I'm not (laughs) fast. And I I, like think about the fact that I have to work extra, extra hard to get here. You know, like a, a criticism or some, when people try to take me down a little bit, they're like, man, a guy that runs as many miles as you, should be a lot faster than that. And I'm like, I know, but I'm still out here working. You know, yeah. I have to work double hard to get whatever I got, yeah, you know, sure. and that's like non-elite. And the essence of the non-elite is like you were saying, you're not going to win a marathon. You're not yeah. going to win a, a local race even probably. Yeah. I'm not, Yeah, but I'm still out there. And why are you still out there? That's the essence of the non-elite. That why is because like, you just want to get out there and you, whether you know, your return on your athletic investment is the same or better than other people. It doesn't matter. You just want to go out there and have this thing that you like and you want to see what you can do with it and where it can take you, regardless of if it gets you to, and in spite of the fact that you know it's not going to get you onto a podium or, you know, get you prize money or anything like that. But the fact that you're still there and showing up three corrals back, four corrals back, that's what makes you not elite. You know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's like super relatable. Because I think <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely in that same boat as you, um, where we, yeah. we I feel like we have to work extra hard level of non eliteness, <laughs> but but no, not not sure if you see yourself that way as an inspiration, man. But um, not only to runners like locally and worldwide, but you know specifically like for the AAPI community, mm-hmm. like um, we're mostly I would say our run clubs built mostly of Asians. Um, yeah, to you to just see someone like Kafuzi out there have so many followers be able to impact the running community of Mm -hmm. all different colors a diverse community out there we're just honored to have you you know representing that community i mean have do you ever think about that in any way like that people see you as a role model or inspiration yeah i mean i think about it now you know i never thought about it like kind of like as i started doing it and when it felt like i was a much smaller youtuber i never thought of myself as like you know, I want to be this leader or I want to be this role model. I always thought of it as like, well, you know, I'm not as like camera friendly as some of my other, like, I don't want to say competition, but so as some of the other channels or some of the other outlets out there. So again, it's like, I can't like control what I look like, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go a little bit, but like at the end of the day, there's only so much you can control what you look like. Yeah. And so again, it's just like, I'm just going to work extra, extra hard. And the people that either don't care, which are going to be the people that I'm down with, or the people that are like me are going to see that I'm working hard and that'll resonate. And hopefully, you know what, I can connect with those people. And, you know, I'm not trying to like, exclude out anybody but i'm also like just for the same way that i usually don't try to reach out to brands a lot you know i want the people that want to be here mm-hmm. you know and so i want the brands that want to be here and i want the people that want to be here so like if you want to be here you're welcome no matter what you look like where you came from you know everyone's that's all that's been like a core part of what i try to do is like no cuts you know that's what happened on the track team that's what happens at the kofuzi run club like everyone's welcome we share miles if you want to run, you're you're good. You're good here, and you're welcome. You know, and so, yeah. it. I've never really looked at it from a place of aspiring to lead, but then all of a sudden, you know, one day I looked around. And it's kind of like that Forrest Gump mo- moment a little bit in a much smaller way. But like when mm-hmm. he like looks back behind him and he's like, "Look, there's people here." I don't, you know, like he doesn't say that, but like that's yeah. kind of what's going through his mind. Sometimes that's what it feels like, and so it's. I'm kind of um you know, accidentally or, you know, not reluctantly, but more accidentally in the lead. But now that I'm here, you know, I sense the obligation. I sense like um, the responsibility of it. And it's something that now, you know, I take it very seriously. And, you know, I I take it as an honor and, um, you know, it's something that I cherish and want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Because I know that there's people out there that are like, you know, like, younger kids especially that are like oh i don't know i didn't know we could do that and we're like yeah we can Mm -hmm. you you might have to work extra extra hard if you're not running talented gifted like you know i'm not you know but (laughs) even if you're not gifted you know you can find your place you can find your people and that's all you know that's what you know the running is really all about and so you know you could do it um yeah so i i like the fact that you said that when you said that it's open right and because you know with with our run club i think that's what we're trying to do like um you know, we try to open it, open it up to everyone. You know, you don't have to be like, like, I think when you said that non-elite, for me, like kind of goes hand in hand because like, like the fact that your club is not an exclusive club and it's like everybody's open. I mean, it, it kind of brings forth a lot of like different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what we're trying to do is like creating more diversity because, you know, mm-hmm. running, I think that's essential, man. Like the more you open it up to the community and the more people you get in, the more people you kind of bounce off things from. And then, you know, I feel like the sport is, it's going to be much more enjoyable that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do, I do appreciate when you said that I'm open and, you know, if, if you don't have to be super elite or whatever, if you are, that's good. And if you're not, that's, that's good too. Thank you. I mean, and that's one of the reasons, well, I mean, one of the reasons why like Kofuzi Run Club is the runs are always pretty slow. One is because it's usually a, a shakeout run before a race. But even mm-hmm. if it's not, you know, I always want to make sure that we ha- kind of have as many paces covered as possible. Like there hasn't ever been like a Kovuzi Run Club like workout. And, you know, that's like pretty intentional because I just, I, I want to be able to accommodate as many people as right. possible. Um, so that way you don't have to worry like, oh, I really want to go. But like, I'm worried that I'm not fast enough. I'm like, nope. Was, I mean, on a shakeout run day, I'm ready to go as slow as anybody, you know? So, um, I love, I love, I I love a good slow run. So, um, (laughs) you know, everyone's always welcome. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're doing a a 
ton of different things. You mentioned that you're you're a father and mm-hmm. you like enjoy running. You do content creation, and there has to be some balance, right? How do you balance all of that? Um, I mean, that's a tough question because I'm still not great at it. But yeah. I think that I do a couple of things. One is that I try to do as much stuff when everyone's sleeping as possible. So I try to time shift what I can time shift. Some stuff can't be time shifted. Like when I got to take the kids to school, that can't be time shifted. You know, like that's a certain time. When I got to pick up the kids from school, that's a certain time. But like my video editing, my video filming, like to the extent that I can, I move that around to when they're not, when the kids aren't here or when everyone's asleep, you know, or when like before everyone wakes up or before and after everyone goes to bed. Usually not after everyone goes to bed because I think I go to bed earliest in the house, but. I do get up really, really early. So that's kind of one thing that I try to do is um, make some of these other things that I want to do like as invisible to the family as possible. Mm. Um, But the other thing that I always try to think about is, you know, I I try not to think about balance as literal balance. Like Mm. literally, like, you know, like I spent eight hours sleeping, eight hours working, eight hours like eating pooping, getting dressed and family time. You know, like it's not like even chunks. Yeah. I think about balance as more of like, sometimes certain things are more urgent than others and like addressing the urgent things when they're urgent, but also making sure that when it's not urgent, you still bring the other things back into focus. And so that way, when you're like having to spend a little bit less time with the kids, like I'm going to be traveling a lot, they don't feel like they're being neglected. They understand that like, all right, well, there was a lot of time when dad was home you know, and he picked us up, took us to dance class, took us rock climbing, all that stuff. And then now he's got to do some work and he's got to be gone. Right. And so like just having, making sure that your relationships are strong enough for people to understand that, like, you're still the most important to me, even though you're not in the focus right now, because some of this other stuff has like some dates and deadlines on it. Yeah. So that's, I think the other thing to think about. Mm. So, so what does Kafuzi like to do in your downtime? If you get downtime? Uh, I mean, I like to watch running videos. <laughs> so like that's that's one thing that I, I do like to do. Uh, in the downtime, you know, I try to spend a lot of time with the kids. So mm. my girls like rock climbing a lot. So I've learned to, to well, I, I'm not saying that I've learned to really rock climb all that well, but I've learned to like, you know, handle the ropes so they could rock climb more. So that's something we like to do. Um, the girls like their scooters. So I got myself a longboard so I can kind of like ride along with them. Sometimes they make me run alongside them too, but I'm like, some days I'm like, I don't want to double today. So I'm going to get on the, I'm going to get on the longboard instead. So like, you know, we just kind of like being outside, being active and um, trying to do that kind of thing. Or sometimes it's, you know, playing inside playing with Play-Doh or doing arts and crafts. So that's the kind of the things that I, uh, I'll, I'll do probably more in my downtime is, you know, uh, I try to like just push everything towards spending some time with the family. Do you enjoy any other sports other than like running? Yeah. You know, I used to, I used to love basketball, like growing up as a kid. Um, and then at some point, you know, like I grew up a Knicks fan. So okay. like, you know, like I think basically like after the Knicks, like lost to the Rockets, like, I don't know, this would have been like 98 or 99 or something like that. Like, yeah. After that was just so heartbreaking. I had to take a break and then I just never got back into it. Um, And so like, uh, you know, once I had kids, which isn't like right after that, there's still quite a bit of gap in there. But like 
I found that like my ability to watch like sports or follow sports just keeps getting like dwindled further and further down the list. So like yeah. it used to be like, well, I could watch a little bit of baseball or maybe I'll have it on the background. Um, but then that got to be too much. And so then I was like, oh, maybe I'll start watching a little bit more football. That's once a week, really. Mm. And then I was like, I don't know. The kids always got stuff to do on Sundays. Mm, yeah. you know? And so it's just like, eh, there's just less and less of it. Uh, I, I watch a little bit of running, uh, but a lot of times, you know, I don't, I'm not watching it live. I'm watching like clips on YouTube or, I mean, I suppose I could watch other professional sports like that too, but really I just watch a little bit of like running, road running mainly. But, uh, but other than that, I, I don't, have too much time for other sports. I don't watch too much. Like I always have the TV on, but I don't usually watch too much TV either. So I'm like really boring when it comes to like, so like small talk with like the other dads. Like, <laughs> like I feel like a lot of times, like if I see like running shoes, I'll like go and talk to somebody, but otherwise it's just like, they're going to try to talk to me and I'm going to try to be as cordial as possible. But like, I, I don't, I'm not going to have a lot to say other than unless we're talking about like the kids together, you know, but so yeah. sometimes that makes it hard, but you know, I just, I got to focus my time on where, where I got, where, where I can. I totally agree. I'm a dad too. And mm-hmm. Edwin's a dad as well. And after you have kids and you get invested in like a, a different type of sport, other sports really don't matter to be honest. Like I, I'm watching, we're watching the NBA finals, right? Um, and I kind of, a lot of times I just fall asleep <laughs> and then yeah. I just, wait, I just yeah. wake up and it's like, oh, they won. Okay, cool. Okay. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the strange thing about it is, you know, track and field spending a lot of energy right now talking about like how it's not like other professional sports. But I feel like, you know, one thing that I do think that some like professional sports are definitely missing out on a little bit is that there's no participatory aspect to it. True. You know, and so it's like, you know, like, some guys might get together and like join like a YMCA league or something like that. Like when they're in their forties or like, that's, you know, my age group, but like, I, it's, I don't see a lot of that, you know, and maybe it's cause I'm not playing basketball. That's why I don't see a lot of it, but like, you know, it's not like you, when you hear about like the Chicago marathon that comes through, like that shuts down the city and people, everyone, even if you're not running, you know about it. Yeah. It's not like someone's, it's like, oh, why is it so busy in my neighborhood? Or why are the hotels all booked this weekend? Oh, it's because like the nationwide three-on-three tournaments coming through town. Like there's no, <laughs> nothing like that, you yeah, know? That's very true. And so there's nothing like that with football either. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know if that's like, kind of like the the deal with the devil you have to make. You can make yourself like a premier spectator sport, but then no one will participate it after they're in high school, you know, like, is, yeah. is that the great, but like, if you want participation, you can't be like a real pro sport. So like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's something that I, I think that like the reason why a lot of people that run a lot stop watching those other sports is because that vicariousness mm-hmm. is no longer necessary. Cause yeah. I don't have to be vicarious. I can go run the race yeah. myself, you yeah, know? And so sure. I think that like, it it um it's fulfilling in maybe a different way, and I'm not saying that everyone that runs all of a sudden stops watching pro sports. There's lots of people that still do, but mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, like the volume just got turned down on a lot of pro sports yeah, once same. I I like started running slash when I also like when I had kids too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you have any like upcoming things that you're doing, like maybe up upcoming collaborations, or are you, are you working on any uh, anything with other brands or? I know that you, you're heavily involved with ASICs too. Yeah. So I just announced that I'm going to be working a lot with ASICs as part of their Uplift Tour because yeah. the World Championships are in the U.S., which I believe it's the first time ever that's happened. And they're going to be at uh, Hayward Field in Eugene. 
And ASICS is a sponsor of the uh, of World Athletics. So they're super excited to kind of like host in a way uh, the world coming to the United States. So like they're making a big deal out of it and they're having all these like pop-up events as part of the lead up. So I'm excited to kind of work with them and help kind of get people excited for a track meet that's not the Olympics, you know? Mm. So um, that's a, like a fun challenge, you know? Um, and then there'll be other stuff afterwards. Um, some of the stuff is still in the works. I don't know, know if I can talk about it yet, but um, one thing that I will be doing later in December is something with Johnji, which is another apparel company that I also really enjoy. Similar thing where like they just sent me a couple of things one time and I was like, guys, this is really good. You know, like, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to make like the video. I was like, guys, this is really good. You know, and so, uh, and then they're like, oh, thanks for the video. We really like it. And also thanks for the criticism. We agree with you or we hadn't realized that. So like they're taking the feedback, you know, very directly, um, very seriously. So, and they keep iterating and getting better and they keep sending more and more stuff. And so there'll be something coming up at the end of the year that I think is going to be pretty cool. That kind of lines up with my overarching goal, which applies to both the stuff that I'm doing with ASICs and Janji as well. And some of the, hopefully some other brands that I can announce soon is that, um, I still love making the review videos. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, something that I just really enjoy the format. Uh, But I also am like really excited right now about running adventures and like Mm. getting the community together and showing people that like, you know, running isn't just that thing, that boring thing you do as a chore after work, if you can fit it in. You know, there could be a reason for it. There could be a goal. You know, there could be a, either a local 5K or there could be a destination race or a vac- like a, a race that you pick somewhere else that you can use as like a weekend getaway with your family or your loved ones or, or, or meeting up with some friends. Maybe you connect with a bunch of people on Instagram and be like, oh, let's do a race. You know, and so those are the kinds of adventures that I want to take people on. Um, and so like being able to go different cities meet people that are there uh, as like group runs and other kind of events, I think is um, something that's really fun for me. I'm very excited to like get out of the house, do some traveling and just like showcase the running community at its best. And so like, that's kind of like what I'm really looking to do as part of like my outside stepping outside of my my comfort zone a little bit cool man put put virginia beach on your list there yeah, okay exactly. all right. what, what will it yeah. take for us to get you into virginia yeah. beach what's it when's a good time to go to virginia beach when's um, the best time so we have the shamrock marathon if you're looking to qualify for boston okay it, virginia beach is super flat so okay and we we run under elevation so a lot of times we're oh. at like negative zero okay. for elevation, okay. no elevation at all. And that's in March. Um, I'm okay. not sure if you're busy in March or anything, but yeah. if, if you were to venture out here, we would fully accommodate you. That would be, <laughs> that, be yeah. so awesome. And it's, well, summertime is pretty hot here. Yeah, but summertime. if you're trying to go to the beach, bring the family. Yeah. Summer's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fall and spring time here is, is good, good running weather, I feel like. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see what we can, when we can get that on the calendar because, you know, I just want to go where the, the running's good, you know? Yeah. I mean, basically, like, you know, having transitioned to being like a full time YouTuber 
I'm basically just a run bum, you know, like uh, kind of like endless summer, but I don't surf, you know? So it's just like, True. I'm just trying to like, I'm riding like one training block after another, if you want to think of the waves that way, yeah. you know, and just like seeing where I can run and, and where, where kind of the adventures take me and, you know, bringing a camera along. So that way, you know, that could, you know, like I said, good work leads to more good work. And so one of the things that I've been kind of targeting is like, all right, what are the races that I want to do and who are the sponsors? So then, you know, let's talk to those brands and see if like, all right, hey, you guys sponsored this race. Let's not make your race sponsorship something that's just like something that you do to like give back to the community. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a real advertising and marketing opportunity, you yeah. know, like don't just stick your name at the top of the t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. like actually make it a thing that people are like, oh, this thing, that looked like really fun. I saw the video about it, you know? And so like, that's kind of like another way of me to be able to kind of like get my running adventures kind of funded in a way where it's like, you know, like uh, I'm not that good at planning stuff. I really don't like logistics sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, if, uh, you know, having a race on the calendar uh, uh, kind of helps me create that structure. And so it gets me kind of like out of a, like a complacency that I might fall into. Uh, And so it's a nice way to kind of, you know, get myself moving, Mm -hmm. uh, try something new, uh, meet some new people, do all these things that sometimes I do them on their own, but sometimes it's like to have a little push. Nice. I think that's all the questions we have, but typically we run our guests through like a, a quick fire challenge. Did, sure. did you, did you want to sure. play? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. So um, our first one is sunrise or sunsets. Runs. Oh, sunrise. Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hot weather or cold weather runs? Cold weather. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Ooh, this, this might be a tough one for you. Asics or Nikes? Oh, Asics. That's that's not that hard. Okay. I mean, they make they make good shoes, but like you know, when it comes to like picking a brand, you know, I feel like yeah, I think feel like in twenty twenty two, we we get to be a little bit more picky as consumers, you know, and especially mm-hmm. since like a lot of the brands have kind of all caught up in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, and so like you any brand you look at there's good shoes. There's rarely any really terrible shoes and there's not a lot of terrible brands. They don't just, they just stop existing if they're terrible. And so you get to kind of like, if you're thinking about like, Hey, I want to support a brand, which is a weird thing if you think about it from a consumer's perspective. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do that, you know, I think that like you get to look at like, what is this company about? How do they treat their athletes? How do they treat their employees? How do they treat the communities that they're in, you know, like, so you get to think about some other stuff and you can kind of pick uh, along those lines. And, you know, Nike makes great stuff. There's great people that work at Nike, but like right now, you know, it's a pretty easy decision for me to go with Asics. Yeah. So what is your, um, what is your race day shoe then? Oh, the Metaspeed Sky Plus. She's great. It's fantastic. That's a good one. Um, and I think that like, uh, the changes this year, I think, Tend to, I mean, not that they had me in mind when they made it for sure, yeah. but like they suit, they suit me better, I think this year. So, I mean, we'll see in two weeks, you know, I got a marathon, I'll be running grandma's. So oh, nice. Uh, I'll be able to, I mean, I raced a 5k in them earlier in the year, but uh, I'll put them through the marathon uh, ringer in a couple weeks. Yeah. So. yeah I'm right, right there with you. Cause I did run a half marathon in the a six Metaspeed skies, the first ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did better. Uh, running that race than when I was w- running with a Nike Vaporfly. 
Mm -hmm. um, so I actually PR'd. Yeah, I mean, and the next percent's a really good shoe too. I mean, yeah. I PR'd a marathon wearing that shoe. I PR'd pretty much every distance I ran in that shoe mm. at the time. So it's a good shoe, you know. Yeah. No, no, like I'm not trying to say that it's not a good shoe for sure. Yeah. But the A6 Metasweet Sky, it just it's it worked. It really works for me. So yeah, one more Chicago or New Jersey. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. That's tough because I grew up in New Jersey, but you know I've lived in Chicago a long time now, and I think I've lived in Chicago all about the same amount of time that I total in total lived in New Jersey. You know, so it's about half and half. Um, so I'm gonna go with Chicago on that one. Uh, I love to go visit New Jersey. My parents are there. I grew up there. You know, lots of great memories there. But you know, I think my kind of temperament is better suited for the Midwest. It's just a little bit more chill. It's a little bit, you know, just a little bit of the edge off. You know, I don't think I have like kind of like the sharp elbows. You kind of need to survive and thrive in the East Coast sometimes. You know, my sister has it for sure. Uh, she's a lot tougher than me. But um, me, I'm just, you know, I'm more kind of like just go along with it. You know, like whatever, it's all good kind of thing. And so I still have kind of like some of the East Coast impatience sometimes. Mm. But like... <laughs> You know, being in the Midwest, I think levels me out a little bit too, and so I just, I, I just like, I like it in the Midwest here. So, um, I just wish the weather were better. You know, sometimes, yeah. a lot of the time, but you know, Chicago is just a great place. Yeah. So before we let you go, um, do you have mm -hmm. anything to plug, like, like your YouTube channel or like Instagram? And actually, I yeah, wanted, I, I mean, I wanted to plug plug him sure. real quick because oh okay yeah in reading uh watching your last summer i think it was your summer tour video oh yeah, yeah um yeah. you're you're saying that because um, i don't know if you know much about us but we we started off as a run club but then we recently changed to a 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. organization to help our local cool. community and um you know that's what we're about we're just about helping people and yeah. kind of lifting people up and um, in your last video, you mentioned that you're doing some sort of charity runner of the week. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're behind that. So just tell our listeners, you know, um, what that's about. Yeah. So a long time ago, I started the charity runner of the week program as a way of kind of recognizing people who are raising money through their running in their local community. And also recognizing the fact that if you've done a charity bid before, it sucks. You know, like it's work, you know, like you get the bid. Yeah but you got to work and you're probably going to fit a lot of the bill yourself. You know, so I was like, let's put two things together. Let's help help people out um, that are trying to raise money for charity. And also let's help these charities too. And in the process, you're not only talking about the runner, but you're talking about the charity. So that started out as I, try, I initially started out as daily and I would give like five bucks a day to a different person. And I was like, this is a lot of work trying to find a different person every day. And then it switched to like, uh, like, $10 like every couple of days to like $50 a week and $70 a week. This year, we took a break during uh, COVID times because I was like, I don't know if people got money. I don't want to make people feel like they got to donate and all this stuff. But, you know, we brought it back and I brought it back at $100 a week that I was giving. And hopefully that would encourage other people. Like, you know, I don't have like Patreon or anything like that. And, you know, I have some merch from time to time, but like, I don't have like a regular store or anything. So I'm like, instead of that, donate to the charity run of the week, if you want to support me, you know, and I'd love to be able to see it. So that way, like when you look at their like webpage, fundraising rate page, you see like all these, like, you know, see like the Kofuzi number and then like a lot of little numbers following it. That's how you know it's us, you know? Mm -hmm. And that way we could show what our group does, not just running, but also like as members existing in our communities at large. 
so that's how I was doing that. And then, you know, me working with ASICs for the summer, they were like, we love that idea and we want to help you out too. So they're throwing down $400 a week on top of the hundred that I'm doing. So now charity runners are getting $500. I'm going to do one every week to the rest of the year until that money runs out from ASICs. So as long as I can do that. So we'll be putting, I mean, it's, it's now we're talking some real money, you know, mm-hmm. not that a hundred dollars wasn't, but like, you know, we, now I've, it's five X now. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's super cool. And hopefully we'll really be able to, you know, make a bigger impact that way. And so that's something that I'm, I'm really proud of. And I'm really thankful for ASICs for doing that because they didn't, you know, they didn't have to, they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we also want to help you. And I was like, awesome. Great. Thanks. You know, so like any way that I can get more help um, spotlighting the charities and the way that people are, you know, working hard in their communities or working hard for the charities that are in the communities of those races. And, you know, it's a little tiny thing that I can do. Mm. Gotcha. Now, how how do people sign up to become a charity runner receiver of the $500? Yeah, just like you could email me, code.mike at Gmail or like my DMs are open. And so like, you just got to send me your fundraising link, preferably to a 501c3 or like whatever the equivalent, if it's like in, you know, uh, Canada or the UK, something like that. Um, and if it's, you know, it's got to be tied to a race, you know, a running race, you know, so usually it's like for the people that are doing charity bibs, that's kind of like the the thing that the main thing that I'm kind of like envisioning and have in mind, but we've done some that are not as directly you know, like, like affiliated in terms of the race and the charities, but that's usually the the most likely way that makes it easier for me to kind of make sure, you know, not to say that anyone listening here would try to scam me or, or, or anyone, but you know, when you're giving out money on the internet, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it brings a lot of people. So when I could see like, all right, this is like team for kids in New York Roadrunners. Okay. I could, I can trust that one. This one's like, you know, St. Jude's. Okay. I'm good. You know, I don't have to do too much more digging on that. So definitely. Yeah. And then just, that just lets me know that you're willing for me to shout you out, you know, publicly, you know, and say like this person, you know, and your name gets put on the internet too, you know? So it's like, not everyone wants that. So you don't have to, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can always come and, you know, I'll try to get you, um, uh, set up with the charity funds. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So thank you. Kafuzi, please follow Kafuzi at, at Kafuzi on Instagram, um, search for Kafuzi on YouTube. Uh, he's, he's very well known on there. Thank you again. Yeah, man, thank you so much.